Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's up, projectors? Welcome to Project Sports. My name is Tim Doyle. Welcome to the show. Um, didn't get a picks episode in this week. And you might be wondering why. I do have a reason for it. I was feeling a bit under the weather. Also, I started to rethink my entire episode and the picks I was about to make because of what happened with Cam Newton and the New England Patriots and him testing positive for COVID and just thinking how this is all going to play out. So I was going to make this entire episode called Lords of Arrowhead and talk about how Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are becoming the lords of the NFL and they took out a young QB who's supposed to be a top uh, player in the league and their first week and then moved on to you know playing a divisional opponent winning taking on the Ravens and then also taking on the Patriots and if they had beat the Patriots and taken out Bill Belichick you know they are the lords of Arrowhead they you know this type of dynamic comes usually with dynasties and and they're going in their second year just running over teams and winning games and being strong and for me I was thinking along those lines now I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit, not to do with or take away from, from them, but the narrative will change. Uh, as of this moment right now, when I'm recording this podcast, the game is going to be tonight uh, for Monday Night Football. And Cam Newton is not playing this morning. All the players tested po- tested negative, sorry, again this morning, and they're going on buses to the plane, and the plane's taking them over to Kansas City for the game tonight. So this could have a huge effect on the game too. The, the chaos between the, the driving and getting over there, but the Patriots are really good at adapting. I'm not worried about that. Either Brian Hoyer or Stidham, they're naming Hoyer as the starter. He's going through it for tonight. There's a lot of controversy on who should start, either Stidham or Hoyer. Some people think that Stidham is hurt. That's why he's not the backup right now, and Brian Hoyer knows the offense some more, so that's why people think that that's going to be the outcome. But my main focus, and for this episode, I'm going to call the NFL needs a bubble now. You need a bubble some sort of a bubble, not 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 like Walt Disney World where the NBA went down there and they all played at the same stadium because, you know, basketball games don't take as long. Everyone can play in the same court. They had a few courts within that area that can do setups and teardowns and stuff like that. For the NFL, I would choose Florida, Texas, maybe California, but I'd maybe keep California out of it. But Dallas, Houston, Miami, Jacksonville, and send all the teams to there and then have them fly within those regions. I mean, that's exactly what I would do. You get a warmer climate, maybe a less chance for COVID. I'm not an expert on this. Maybe a less chance for to get the disease. You'd have everyone pretty much going in and out of the same facilities, and you're keeping an eye on everyone in a much better way. Now, yeah, would it throw off the season and not having, you know, playing at your home? Yeah, but everyone else, every other league in the world has has gone with this mentality. MLB had to adjust and do it. NBA did it right off the bat. Hockey did it. It all worked. It would definitely be different for the NFL, but it doesn't mean they can't do it because they're going to have to adjust somehow. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, one player could get sick, so Cam has COVID. And now they, you know, two days later, they've been doing tests periodically in these past few days to make sure that other players don't test positive. But there's an incubation period. So in a week from now, you know, the other parts of the team could all t- start testing positive. So now the New England Patriots are playing against Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, one of their backup QBs tested positive for it as well. So here's the thing. They could test positive, and this could be even worse next week. And we've given up the bye for both teams. 
So now a team who didn't have a major player and they didn't stop the game or push it back got COVID and they had to lose their bye week and push it forward. So what are we going to do once the bye weeks run out? Because what if next week the New England Patriots have like, I don't know, 20 to 30 players that all test positive? Now, it could be nothing. They may not have spread, but Cam Newton was with the entire team all week. And you're telling me this thing spreads like wildfire. So clearly they're going to test positive. Now you just infected the entire Kansas City Chiefs by playing that game. Because all those players on the Patriots could be infected and they don't even know. Or they won't test positive yet. Because it takes time. So now the Kansas City Chiefs have it. So the Steelers and Titans teams both have it. They shut that game down. Why did you shut that game down, but you're not shutting down the KC and Patriots? I'm confused on the logic with the NFL here. Now, I keep being told, though, that they're a billion-dollar franchise, and they're going to be fine. They're going to adjust. Where's the adjustment? There should be an adjustment now. What are they waiting for? But this is typical of the NFL. They get these big things that happen, whether it's, you know, coming down on players uh, throughout the league with, you know, uh, things that they make mistakes on or, or certain cases or even coaches and everything takes forever. This is not a time where you can take forever. You need to have action. You need to figure this out quickly. It's not, there's there's no, oh, it was too quick. You know, you made too hasty of a decision. Yeah, you need a board of people to get on these Zoom calls and make decisions fast. Long-winded short, we need a bubble. That's it. That's all I'm trying to say is we need a bubble for the NFL and we need it fast. Because if you want there to be a rest of the season for the NFL, they got to figure this out quickly and they got to make adjustments. Right now we are at a standstill and I think everyone's just like, oh, let's just play the week. We just want football. Well, you need to think long term right now because they probably should have stopped all the games this week, pushed the season back a week, figured out everything that they were going to do coming up into this upcoming week. Even if it took two weeks and you had to push the season back two weeks to figure out all the semantics that are involved, that's what should have been done. It should have been done Saturday night when... Cam tested positive, and he was around all these people for his team. Like, hey, were you in contact with him and him and him? Yeah, okay, so they're probably all going to, you know, the chances are that they're going to test positive for this. I mean, this is a no-brainer. This is not early March, okay? It's not like we don't know what's going to happen. This happened in the NBA where Marcus Smart from the Boston Celtics tested positive, and then it was a ripple effect throughout the league. And then all players all over the place started testing positive. And then, you know, people from the families of the NBA players started testing positive. What do you think is going to happen now? You think that Cam is just going to test positive and then, you know, that's it and everyone else is going to be good to go? Absolutely not. You're going to hear later this week that more players tested positive. We've already seen this. And the NFL is just acting like, oh, well, no, we're just going to play the game, especially Jerry Jones, just acting like an absolute lunatic, talking about how, you know, the players should be at fault if they're going out and doing that. Okay, yeah, we don't all live in, you know, billionaire, million-dollar mansions where we have people bring stuff to us. Come on, man. Do these players have to go out and do like live their daily lives like we do with masks on? They go out, they go to the store, they get their things, low-level players, high-level players. It's all the same. It's all the same. And you're telling me that they can't go out and do virtually anything, that everything is set up for them? And if it's like that throughout every single league or division, then, I mean, everyone should be perfect, right? But traveling on planes, not everyone has private planes in the NFL. And the Patriots do have a private plane in the NFL. And they fly theirs around, and then they're the one who got infected. So how's it going to look going forward? I think that either the season is going to take a big step back in the next couple of weeks, and more players are going to start to test positive. This is, this is very clear. They went from no one testing positive to now people are. Now players are playing against other players, and this could spread very quickly. So I'm going to move on from this and just talk about this week's uh, games that transpired uh, Sunday. We're still waiting for two more games to commence to tonight. 
but I'm going to go over some of the games now. And the reason why I'm not going to sit here and pick, make picks for the weeks to come and, you know, stack my percentages and stuff like that is because I just don't, I don't believe that it's going to be that fluid anymore where we're not going to have a week to week basis. So what I'm going to do instead is make a five game pick. I'm going to pick five games and I'm going to make those picks and then we're going to go from there and we're just going to adjust just because I don't believe that, you know, things are going to go so smoothly in the next couple of weeks. And I don't think it will be end up being kind of pointless. So first of all, we're just going to tackle some of the games that happen already. And one of the big glaring ones is the Browns and the Cowboys got to talk about it. Uh, Browns went up at one point, they were up 41 to 14. And the same old happened again with the Cowboys. They came back and they almost made an effort to win the game. They played a, a great game down the stretch, but again, they started out slow. And this is a reoccurring thing with the Cowboys. Now, I've told Cowboys fans for years, you know, you can't just have a good offense. You can't just have a good quarterback and a good running back. You need to have a good team, a good basis. Jerry Jones is your biggest weakness, the way he runs that whole franchise. He's just all about flashy, what looks good. He, I don't think he's trying to win championships. He's looking more out for the entire league than he is your own franchise. Cold, hard facts. That's what's going on. So we're going to move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the L.A. Chargers. Um, this was a good game. Uh, for the first time, we saw Tom Brady throw five touchdowns, but he threw a big pick six early on in the game, which was one of those things where the, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went down, they scored early, and then right, digressed a little bit, and then threw a pick six, and then you're like, oh, no, here we go. It's like this back and forth. Because I'm a huge Tom Brady and a Patriots fan in general, you're sitting there going, oh, man, you're, you're gasping with every single drive. You're like, oh, is he going to be successful? Is he not going to be successful? What's the story in every single game that he plays in? So he threw for five touchdowns, 369 yards. It was a great game. They won. It was a close one. It was the biggest comeback in the second biggest comeback in Buccaneers history, making history for the Bucs. He also completed the most regular season wins of all time. And it was a pretty good, pretty good showing for the Buccaneers. And moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and Jacksonville Jaguars, Joe Burrow, congratulations on your first win. We said we were going to talk about Joe Burrow all season. Finally, he got a, a win under his belt. And welcome to the NFL, son, where you threw for 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. You played that consistent game and you got the W. Now, I'm, these young quarterbacks are always so used to being dominant in their high school and college careers, not really losing as much. But in, you know, having an average game and then actually pulling it out because Joe Mixon had a monster game of 151 yards and two touchdowns. So Joe Burrow, this is the NFL. Welcome to it. You know, you play consistent, you do well, your team does well around you, you win football games. That's what matters. Individual players in the NFL never win football games. Uh, it looks like Odell Beckham Jr. showed up in that, uh, that Browns game as well. And so did CeeDee Lamb, that young rookie. Also want to hit on, you know, young rookies as Joe Burrow and CeeDee Lamb. They also produced very well this week. CeeDee Lamb had two touchdowns, 79 yards, over five receptions. I mean, he barely had any yards. He just had two long touchdowns, but he, he's becoming a big deep threat for Dak Prescott, which is going to change the way defenses play against the Dallas Cowboys in general, if you have that threat. Also, Odell Beckham Jr. had a monster of a day with three touchdowns, 81 yards and five receptions, sort of a similar thing, pretty much a deep threat all day. And he also ran a, a run around, um, pass off behind the back. Um, and it was, it was a creative play and he ran for a touchdown, just playing like a running back out of the backfield. 
I guess we could do a little trip over to fantasy football real quick and take a look at some of the players who produce that maybe are on your waiver wire. So Minshew, if, if you haven't picked him up, he played a pretty decent game this week. He had a really terrible game last week, but the first two weeks he had an, you know, an average good like 25 to 30 point game. I mean, pretty much every time he's gone out there. Um, Latavius Murray put up 22 points. Not someone I'd, I'd start unless you had to in a flex. Like if, you know, you're suffering from injuries or something like that, might be someone they look more to now uh, going down the road. Just to go over a couple wide receivers as well, Cole Beasley uh, raked in two 11-point weeks in a row. Um, you know, he's always up and down. And then also, I don't know how to say this name, but Bren Okuk, Ayuk, I'm not even sure. It's terrible. It's A-I-U-Y-U-K. I can't even say it because it's so weird. Weird combination of letters. But uh, he had a good week this week, and last week he put up 17 fantasy points in this one, 12. Obviously, he's from the 49ers with Jimmy G not being in there, but he still produced even without Jimmy G going forward. He's a young rookie that's supposed to be really talented. We'll see how it looks going forward. I think his stock dropped a little bit when Jimmy G went out, but he seems to still be producing. If you're suffering and you're hurting, I mean, these are some players you can take a look at. Um, Latavius Murray, too. Hopefully in that situation, you know, stays the same. Maybe they start going 50-50. And if you are struggling at the flex position, you can take him, you know? So those are the players to look out for. So before I wrap up this episode, I do have to get into a little bit of the EPL, the Premier League, because my team got crushed this week, and there's a lot going around that. So Liverpool lost 7-2 to against Aston Villa. Now, I watched this game, and I saw the flow of the game. Liverpool came out very lackluster. I'm not putting any blame on maybe if some of the players are sick or not, but I'm just going to point out Mane did have test positive for COVID, so he's separated from the team. Who knows if any other players on that team, like I said when I was talking about earlier in the bubble situation, how many other players, you know, maybe not feeling the greatest or the best. Still not an excuse. You say you're all right to go on the pitch, you need to perform. So it's not an excuse, just something to look forward to as, you know, the next week or so comes out if more players might test positive for it. So Liverpool lost 7-2. to Was it three deflected goals? Joe Gomez got destroyed defensively on one play. Trent didn't cover back on one. He, had, he struggled. They played the, the same high-pressure style, and it got to them. And, you know, they had uh, different midfielders. Uh, Nabi Keita started, and uh, the uh, Jota also started, but he started up in the wing. This just was a lot of tra- changes. And then Adrian gave up the first goal as the goalkeeper, just playing super lackluster, not paying attention, and just... Tries to turn. I mean, dude, if you, you can't make the pass or even know you're going to make the pass because from your angle, it looked really tough and it just looked like lazy from you. You do just launch it. Launch the ball. It's not that difficult. But he's the one who gave up the momentum of the whole entire game, that first goal. He's be, he was being lackluster and just it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. But I hear in the in no, ab, the aftermath of all this, even Jamie Carragher comes on just, you know, I can't believe they played like this, you know, and he's questioning how the defensive players are playing and just going crazy. I get it. 7-2 to is bad. It looks bad. But you've literally, for the last couple of years now, have just been buying into Klopp's system, and then there's one major mess up, and you're going to go crazy. Teams have a bad day. And I know 7-2 to is like a really bad day, but teams have a bad day. Give them that, okay? You don't need to break down the entire scheme of how – Klopp is running the entire team and how they need to bring more players in or any of that. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. 
because you're you're on top of the world when you won the prem you know at the you know just a few months ago and now you're going to get on this team because they had a bad day and there's a lot going on in the world this is this is not like they were mid form i mean it seems like almost all the premier league teams there's like this this shift in the entire prem whether it's due to covid or not due to covid maybe there's a shift in power because teams are getting stronger throughout the premier league aston villa is a good team everton we're going to talk about a little bit who's in first place they're a good team as well so also Manchester United, uh, Martial got a red card earlier in the game against uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs, and Son and Kane just destroyed them pretty much. Just put a lot of pressure. Kane had a couple great passes to Son. Kane scored from an assist from Son as well. They just man- dismantled them and buried them. And you know, probably a lot of generated uh, aspirations from you know it was Jose Mourinho's last club he played for, uh, coached for. And he wanted to beat that team bad, and it just, like, snowballed. And United just has looked really poor the first couple games of the season anyway. Now, just because I'm a Liverpool fan, it might seem like I'm going to be a little bit biased on this. I'm not, only because, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You look at Liverpool, they've won trophies. United has not in the last couple of years. They've, they've done things to prove that they're worth, whereas United has done nothing besides finished third in the table this past season. I mean, you know, they completely got dismantled. They caved in. They're mentally not strong enough. You can even look to some of their their former players like Gary Neville is on there, you know, t- calling them a disgrace. I mean, it's true. It is absolutely true. They are a disgrace. I mean, you can't just go in and lose 6-1 to one to the other one of the other top clubs. And just like the same thing with with Liverpool. I'm disappointed in, in how they played. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. But there are different things. You don't want to collapse on a franchise after just one game. Which same thing with United. But United doesn't have you know a leg to stand on. They've haven't performed at all with you know the roster that they have. They made some improvements. They were playing really well down the stretch towards the end of the last season. But that doesn't escape you from not winning any trophies in any recent moments or times. Or we haven't seen long stretches of you being a really well-run team, organization, class, world-class club. You don't, you don't have that type of mentality as when we look at Liverpool and we go, oh, they had a bad day. Whereas you look like, okay, you've had a really bad day on top of other bad days and lost games that you shouldn't have lost consistently for the last two, three, four years. So don't get me on me about being biased because I'm a Liverpool fan. I do have one large disagreement, though, with the United game. Uh, Martial and another player from Spurs, I can't even remember his name, but Martial was struck a little bit in the, with the hand in the box by um, the Spurs player. So Martial hit him back in the face, but yet Martial, and I know it's retaliation, I get it, but we have VAR now, right? Aren't we supposed to be using it for these things? Everything? Dude, you can't just kick out one player and not the other player. I mean, we have this for a reason. Oh, well, we only do retaliation. Dude, okay, the other guy hit him in the face as well. So if you're going to do it to one player and cost the team a game by going down one man, you might as well take out two if two are at fault. Like it doesn't. They, it just doesn't add up for me. But I pretty much got all my thoughts out. I'm gonna end this episode because I'm a little hostile. I think in this one, spoke a little bit harsh about some of the things that are going around in the sports world. But I think that's good. I think it's good to channel what you really feel is going on in the sports world and make sure you get it out there. No hiding it. But I really appreciate all the listens. Uh, we did hit over 200 plays on the first seven episodes. I'm looking to improve on that. I really appreciate all the people who continue to listen to the show over and over. You keep coming back for more episodes. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to get uh, Caleb Maciel is confirmed. He's coming on the show. I think I talked about that last episode. 
And we'll also have Brandon back from time to time talking about soccer as well. But we're going to be talking about predominantly the NBA, which I have not covered. I tried to cover it in my last episode. Um, it just didn't work out. But for now, this is what we have and what we're going to roll with. And once my brother gets his situation figured out, he's a school teacher and he is trying to figure out some things at home. We're going to sit down and do that podcast as well. So if you guys have any suggestions, ideas, complaints, always send them my way because constructive criticism is the best criticism. You need to build and work hard. If you fail, this means you need to pick yourself up and try again. So I really appreciate all the likes, listens, and plays. You can catch me on the Project Sports pod and also just launched the Facebook page as well. So you can get on Project Sports on the Facebook page. Just type in Project Sports. It will come up. If you can't find it, send me a message. I'll send you to the link. I send a link to pretty much all my friends on Facebook. You don't have to like it if you don't want to. But if you want to listen and keep up with all the new episodes that are coming out, I will be posting on those platforms. I'm going to now try to pull back on you know, my personal profiles from posting on there and just want just my sports fans just to listen to the show that are actually engaged with it. So I really appreciate you guys all again. I got to figure out an, an outro for this, like as far as like what I'm going to say for an outro, but I don't know, I, I, I'm not really sure yet. So I'll figure it out. The time will come. See you guys.